the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of the Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. What a joy to be with you this Sunday morning. It's a blessing to come your way with God's word. I trust that you've had a great week and... Today will also mark the beginning of yet another week. You know, Sunday is sometimes we seem to forget that Sunday is the first day of the week. And how your Sunday begins to a large extent affects how your week, your entire week goes. And I believe that that is why fellowshipping together, coming into the presence of God every Sunday morning is something we must never take for granted. And now that church doors are open, anytime you have opportunity you are not in those uh, groups, mothers with babies. You should always find yourself, find your way to church so you can share fellowship with the brethren. Why don't you just bow down your heads as we get into a word of prayer, preparing our heart to receive from God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you again. You are the source of our lives. You are the source of every good and perfect gift. And so this morning we come to you, we ask the Lord, you bless our lives once again. Let your word come with understanding and revelation. Open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law. Help us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of your will. We bless you and we give you praise. And everyone tuned into this broadcast, I pray for those who are sick. As your word goes forth, let healing break forth in the name of our Lord Jesus. Let yokes, let burdens be lifted in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you. Our testimonies will result from this broadcast. To your glory and praise. In Jesus' matchless name, type an amen if you are online right now. Great. I started a series of teaching, I think somewhere in June, and I, I feel led to continue. And I believe that it's such one of such important series. I believe that even in my work as a pastor, this is one of the most important subjects I can ever talk to you about. And... I, looking back, I realized that I've just touched on bits and pieces of it in, in the years past, but I have not done an exhaustive teaching on this subject, and I'm happy to walk you through this season, and I trust that this may not be exhaustive, because this is actually supposed to be one course we never graduate out of in our work with God. We never graduate out of growth and spiritual maturity, so... Our broad teaching title has been Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace. That has been our broad teaching title. And we picked it from 1 Peter 2, verse 1 and 2. 1 Peter 2, 1 and 2. He said, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. And then, of course, we have 2 Peter 3, verse 18. He said, But grow in grace 
and a knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. At the very foundational teaching, at the very foundation of this series, I established the fact that the most important thing you can pursue in your life as a child of God, once you are born again, is spiritual growth and maturity. The ultimate of the Christian life is to grow into the fullness of the stature of Christ. Once we are born again, heaven is our destination. But between now and the time we get to be with our Lord in eternity, what are we principally required to do? And that is the subject of this teaching. The principal thing we are required to do between now and the time we, we transition to join our Lord in eternity is to grow. Grow into the fullness of the stature of Christ. Grow into the very image of Christ. Grow into the very character and nature of Christ. That's why spiritual maturity is critical. We started by establishing the fact that there are three, four groups of people. Four groups of people. In fact, it's actually three, and then one of them is two. We talked about one, the natural man. We talked about the baby Christian. Then we talked about the carnal man. And then we talked about the spiritual man. Those were the four groups of people we talked about. And we said that in two broad groups, we can look at the natural man and the spiritual man. Now, but in between, there are two categories of people who also come there. The natural man is not born again. That is a person who is not born again. The natural man does not know Jesus Christ as his Lord and personal Savior. The natural man, in simple terms, can be described as a non-believer. So anyone who is not born again, who has not professed faith in Christ, can be described as a natural man. These are people who are dead in sins and trespasses, as we are told in the book of Ephesians. So the natural man is not born again. But for, apart from the natural man, we also have the baby Christian. When you move from the natural man stage, you come to a stage where you, come, you, you begin the process of becoming a spiritual man. And the process of becoming a spiritual man starts with spiritual babyhood. And so, we started looking at the spiritual baby, the spiritual baby group. And that's what I began teaching on. And the question I ask is whether or not you are a baby. So, the teaching title is, Are You a Baby? Are You a Baby? Part 2. Are You a Baby? Let's look at First Corinthians 3. Verse 1 to 3, he said, I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to Cana and as to babes in Christ. Please take note. He says, I could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as to Cana, even as unto babes in Christ. Now take note. The three categories of people are people who are in Christ. Verse 1 says, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, as unto Cana, but as unto Cana, even as unto babes in Christ. In other words, the Cana man, the spiritual man, and the baby are all in Christ. The spiritual man, the Cana. So there are three groups of Christians. Three groups of Christians. That is not the ideal situation, but that is what it is most of the time in real life. And so, in reality, there are three. We are we have the, 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 the baby Christian, we have the carnal Christian, and then we have the spiritual Christian. 
and our focus is on the baby Christian. We will come to look at the canal Christian, but our teaching emphasis is on the baby Christian because you see, the canal Christian is actually not supposed to be a state. You have to get it. It's not like uh, when you become a baby Christian, then you move from a baby Christian into canal Christian, then you become a spiritual Christian. No. You are supposed to be a baby because you are born as a baby. Just as it is in the natural, there is none of us who is born uh, an adult. Anybody you see born and is an adult is a monster, actually. Human beings are born like babies. And spiritually, we are born as babies. You remember Jesus, his discourse with Nicodemus, he told him that except a man be born again, he cannot, except a man be born of the spirit and of the water, he cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That was very difficult for Nicodemus to understand at the time because he was a man who was an older man at, at that time. So he couldn't comprehend Jesus telling him that at your age, you must be born again. But Jesus was talking about spiritual birth. And just like we read in Peter, he says, as newborn babes, we are not born as spiritually grown-ups. We are born as spiritual babes. And the Bible said, as newborn babes, we must first Peter 2 2. We must desire to grow. So spiritual, our spiritual journey begins when we are born again. And we get born again. Once we, we, we are born again, we are we transition from the natural man to begin our journey in the spiritual life. Follow me closely because what I'm saying, I'm just laying the foundation again. I did this earlier, but because it's been about three weeks in between before I'm coming back to it, I just feel that I need to recap it so you can appreciate it. And again, to remind you, it's also important for your spiritual growth because these are basic concepts. There are many people who are in church and they don't understand these concepts. And listen, if you don't understand these concepts, it will affect your spiritual growth and development. So, you are born again as a spiritual baby. And when you are born again as a spiritual baby, you are expected to grow. Grow to become what? Grow to become a spiritual man. So we are saying that there are people who when they get born again, they refuse to grow. They refuse to grow. You know, when a child is born, the child needs time to grow. There are a number of things a baby needs to grow. A baby needs food to grow. A baby needs time to grow. A baby needs nature to grow. Now, there are some Christians who when they get born again, they have all of that. They have, you've given them food, you've given them time, you've given them everything they need to grow, and yet they refuse to grow. Those are the categories of Christians we call carnal Christians. Carnal Christians. And uh, you'll be surprised that some of such people are in church. They've been in church for a long time. They've been with God for a long time. Some of them are five years in the Lord, six years in the Lord, ten years in the Lord, two years in the Lord, six months in the Lord, and they are still the same. The same old habit, the same old lifestyle, the same attitude, the same sinful attitude. You Sometimes you are tempted to see them as unsaved, but really they are saved. They are born again, they are saved, heaven bound. But they have, they have because they have refused to grow and develop, they have all kinds of liabilities. And that is exactly what we are looking at. But today we are looking at the baby Christian. And you must be able to diagnose yourself and establish where you are. If you must grow, you need to first of all establish where am I in my spiritual development? Where am I? I'm born again. Am I kinda, Am I a baby or am I, am I developing spiritually? And we said that 
it's important we need to appreciate where we are because when we see where we are then we will know what exactly it is we ought to do so we can grow the bible said as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby growth is expected once you are born, every child that is born, that child is expected to grow. So when you are born as a child, and after two years, three years, five years, I mean, when you see a, a, a woman with a 15-year-old child, 15-year-old child, that is sucking breast, you will see that something is wrong. You meet a woman, and in public, you see his 15-year-old boy, and the baby is this young boy teenager is sucking breast. You, you might think that either something is wrong with a woman or something is wrong with a boy. And that's what it is. You see and meet somebody who is 40 years acting like he's 10 year old. That is, I mean, to meet a 40 year old person who is wearing uh, diapers or something. I mean, when you see things like that, you know that this, there, there must be a medical condition somewhere. So, children are expected to grow spiritually. That's what it is. But unfortunately, people sometimes, because growth spiritually is not automatic, there are people who can be in the, in the Christian faith for a long time and they have refused to grow. As a pastor, I've seen too many of such people. And I want you to know where you are. Sometimes when we talk about whether or not you are growing, people are quick to say they are mature or they are growing spiritually. Sometimes in their pride, they think they are growing, but actually they are not at all. And the Bible is replete with different characteristics. Scripture gives us ample revelation about who is a baby Christian, who is a common Christian, who is a spiritual Christian. And we will be exploring some of that attributes to be able to establish where exactly we belong so you know where you are. I will not go ahead and debate you whether or not you are a spiritual baby or you are a spiritual adult. But by the time we walk you through these characteristics, I would want you to do a self-assessment, self-evaluation of your spiritual life without being hypocritical about it and know where exactly you are. And then you can follow what scripture tells you to do. The, the Hebrew Christians were Christians for a long time, Paul was concerned, because they had been Christians for a long time and they were not growing. We're looking at 14 biblical attributes of baby Christians, 14 biblical attributes of baby Christians. You know, Proverbs of the 20, verse 11, he said, Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure or whether it be right. So children are known by their doing. When you walk into a home and there are children in the house, you don't need to ask. You will see their behavior. You will see them by their behavior. You walk into a hall and children are, well, are not well managed. You see that the hall, everything is scattered. Things are haphazard in the hall. There is no, there's a state of disorder and disarray in the hall. Why? Because children, that is how children are. Children are known by their doings. Paul was speaking in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, 13, verse 11. He said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So there are things that the Bible describes as childish things. And when somebody becomes born again and refuses to grow, they get stuck with childish things. They, they like childish things. There are people who like childish things. There are adults who like childish games. It's important. 
that we appreciate these characteristics and then we know where we are we, we are affected and then we can change appropriately 14 characteristics i'll just start on a few of them and we'll continue the rest earlier on we touched on diet if you want to know whether you are an adult or you are a baby the first thing that we see about babies is their diet the food children eat is different from the food adults eat adults want to handle bones adults want to handle strong meat others are able to handle they are able to take solid food but children i mean you can't give a three-month-old solid food no you may even be arrested for doing that because that is an attempt to the child's digestive systems have not been developed the child's ability to swallow has not been developed a lot of things have not been fully developed in the child for the child to be able to handle that kind of food and so we see children by what they feed on and spiritually we also see babies by what they feed on the bible said as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby first corinthians chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 paul said when i came to you I could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. He said, I have filled you with milk. That is what children need. Children can only handle milk. They cannot handle solid food. They can only handle the elementary things of scripture. They cannot handle heavy things. They cannot, heavy, they cannot handle spiritual meats. No, they cannot. Children like messages that feed on their flesh. They, don't, they can't handle things that brings a lot of commitment on their lives. Children cannot handle it. We need to be able to embrace. Scripture is not only one side. The Bible said two-edged sword. Scripture is two-edged. So there is a side of Scripture that sometimes is exciting to hear. There is a side of Scripture that sometimes is also difficult to hear. When it comes to that which instructs us, that which prospers us is much easier to hear. But when it comes to scripture that reproves us, that corrects us, the doctrinal side of scripture, sometimes it can be very difficult for us to handle. And if you are the type of Christian who is only open to the type of scripture that only excites your emotions, you are going to prosper, you are going to do well, you are going to succeed. If those are the scriptures, or and God talks about all of these things, if these are the only things that excite you, one of the that is one of the sure signs that you're a baby. Praise God. That's one of the signs. It's one of the sure signs that you're a baby. When you are growing, you see that your diet will be changing. Your diet will be changing. You will start with milk, but you want to ask for rice. You want to ask for some banku. You'll be moving on. Then you'll be giving meat. Then with the meat, it will be changing gradually. Gradually. I know in our era, not many people are into bones, but you have to graduate. Your diet must show. You can be a Christian for so long and you are still stuck with the basis. The A, B, C, D of scripture. No. You can be a Christian for so long and every time, if you must have your devotion, you have to use a devotional guide. No, you have to also graduate to get into deeper study of scripture. Be able to pick a character like David and begin to study on him. Pick a character like uh, uh, Joseph and begin to study on him. A whole month, there's no devotional. All you are going to do is that you are going to be studying on the man David. So you find out who gave birth to David, uh, how many brothers David had, Everything about David, you just pick your Bible and everything about David is what you are studying. 
that kind of study can only be undertaken by a maturing Christian, not a baby Christian. Baby Christians want devotional. What somebody has digested from the word, they just want to pick it up. They are not able to access revelation from the scriptures by themselves. That's a sign of a baby Christian. Number two, we said baby Christians are more prone to envy and jealousy. Envy. Envy and jealousy. You know, one of the characteristics about children is that children, no matter what you give a child, the moment the child sees another person have something similar like they have, they still want to have that one in addition to the eggs. That's one of the major characteristics of children. Children easily get envious. They easily get jealous. You can buy something for this child and you buy another one for the brother. And immediately, that child begins to covet the other one that was bought for the brother. Why? Because it's a childish thing for children to be envious and jealous. And the Bible said, Paul came to the Corinthian church and he said, eh, when I came to you, I couldn't handle you because you were still childish, you were still babies. I saw that there was envy. I saw that there was strife. I saw that there was jealousy amongst you. As long as you remain and you manifest these traits, you are children. Children are dominated by their flesh. Children are dominated. They, they always look for things that feed on their flesh. That is a sign of a child. Some said, I'm Apollos. Some say, I'm of Paul. Paul said, when you begin to manifest these tendencies, and then you are acting like children. And there are people who are in Christ. They, they can be in the choir. They can be ushers. The most, some of them can even be pastors. They can't stand that someone is praised above them. No. Why is it that he's the only person whose song was commented? Why is it that uh, the last time I did this and nobody praised me, but this person did that and he was praised? All of these are childish things. How come that when I came, nobody acknowledged me, but this person came and he's been acknowledged? Those are childish things. Children are always looking for, number three, attention. Children demand a lot of attention. Every time a child asks, a child wants to be seen. Everything a child asks, he wants to be seen. Children are always craving for attention. And most of it, that's why they cry, actually. So if you are the Christian who cries a lot, any little challenge you are crying, any little thing that comes your way, you are crying, you want everybody to know about it. There are some Christians when they are faced with a challenge, everybody must hear about it. That is a sign that you are a baby. Of course, I'm not saying that when you are overwhelmed with issues, you should not uh, speak to people who are in authority over you and can be of assistance. But it's not everything that you have to call someone for help. It's not everything. You have to grow up. You have to grow up. There are things you must be able to handle. Children cannot handle many things. And so for every little thing that happens in their life, somebody must come in to help them. Somebody must be told. Somebody must be called. And constantly they are seeking attention. When you, have, uh, you are a Christian and you are a child, you constantly seek attention. You are constantly seeking attention. When you give, you want to be celebrated. You want people to, ah, this brother brought us this. That is a baby Christian. Yeah. That's a baby Christian. Baby Christians are always looking for attention. When they are in the choir, they always want to lead a song. They always want to lead a song. It's true, you may be gifted, but it doesn't mean that you always have to lead a song. Other people must be given the opportunity to grow and nurture their gift as well. It's always important that you, you grow. Children demand a lot of attention. The, when you have a child around you and you don't give them the attention they need, the, the next time you see it, they've caused uh, an accident. And when baby Christians are around, they create a lot of confusion. 
the least thing they get if they seek for attention they don't get it ah immediately the next thing you can be sure is offense and that is the fourth thing that happens baby christians are easily offended they are sensitive they are touchy they are so irritable the least thing you do it offends them the least thing you do maybe christians can take offense when the word of god is preached ah pastor must have been talking about me who went to tell pastor about so and so listen it's a great blessing every time you hear the word of God and you see yourself in the message. Every time, anywhere, 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 at any time at all, anywhere you hear the word of God preach and you hear yourself in the message, God loves you too much. You should just thank God that he spoke to you. He spoke to you. What use? What is, what, what, of what use is the word of God if it doesn't address you personally? If it doesn't speak to your situation? If it doesn't speak to your pride, if it doesn't speak to your selfishness, if it doesn't speak to your ego, what use? I mean, why do you even come to church in the first place if you are not expecting that the word of God preached was going to minister to you, was going to touch you in a sensitive way? But when you're a baby Christian, you easily get offended about things, things that are of things that are not so important, things that are useless. I mean, I have heard. Things people take offense about things that are, I mean, I could not think of, I, 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 I could hardly understand why someone could take offense at that. But of course, then again, I come to see that, well, I'm dealing with a spiritual baby. Spiritual babies are sensitive. I'm speaking to you now, watching this broadcast. Are you that sensitive? Do you easily take offense? Do you easily get irritated? Are you that touchy? How long have you been working with God? And after all these years, you hear somebody pass a little comment and you're offended. You abandon the choir because you're offended. You abandon the music ministry because you're offended. You abandon the ashes because you're offended. You stop giving because you're offended. You stop coming to church because you're offended. I mean, listen, offenses are inevitable in this life. And your ability to ride over offenses and do what is expected of you is one of the marks that you are a mature person. Your ability to ride over offenses and to do what is expected of you. Can you imagine a married woman says he's offended and for weeks you are not talking to your husband. You are breaking your home. You are destroying your home. You are destroying your marriage. That is like a child. Children like to hold on to things for a long time. They, they want to be vindicated. They, 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 want to see, they want to see that justice is done. But listen. In our Christian work, there are many times where you have to do things and it looks like you have not gotten justice and you must still move on with your life. If you are looking for justice, then you are not likely to work, work out the righteousness of God. God did not call us to seek justice. He called us to do the things that are pleasing him. And sometimes in doing so in the natural, we may seem to have been cheated, but that is part of our Christianity. The Bible says, blessed are ye when man shall revile you and say all manner of things against you for my name's sake. There are things we do for the, name, for the sake of God. Sometimes you just have to uh, stop arguing with your husband just for the sake of peace. It's not because it's justified. Sometimes you just have to say yes to your wife and then there will be peace in your home, tranquility in your home. Satan will not have access to destroy your home simply because you gave into peace. But if you are going to be the type who hold on to things, you will not let go. You want to be seen to be justified. You are arguing and people, listen, you are not going to have a peaceful home. 
You are not going to have an enviable relationship. You are not going to have an enjoyable relationship. You must understand that God has not called us to chaos. He's called us to peace and order. And I pray that the grace of God will rest upon you. I pray that the wisdom of God will be your portion. That as we go through this series, you will grow and transition to become a mature Christian. You must take a decision that by the time this, this, this series is over, something supernatural should have happened in your work with God. Your mindset must change. Your character must change. Your attitude must change. Because you see, spiritual maturity by and large reflects in the fruit you bear. And we'll be able to we'll come back to touch on it. When you are spiritually mature, you bear fruit of godly character. You bear the fruit of joy. You bear the fruit of peace. You bear the fruit of faithfulness. You bear the fruit of goodness. Those are the things that reflect that you are a spiritually matured person. When you are a natural man, the natural things manifest in your life. Lust, uh, anger, uh, jealousy, envy, all of these things dominate your life. When you are carnal, they still dominate your life. But as you begin to grow, they fall off. All of these things begin to fall off. You used to be somebody who was uh, very irritable. Over time, you see that you become so patient. Somebody who used to be very temperamental. All of a sudden, you are becoming more patient. You are becoming more tolerant. You are becoming more loving. Now, if these things begin to happen in your life, then we can say you are growing. We can say you are maturing. I pray that the grace of God will rest upon you, that you continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord watch over you. And the Lord grant you grace to, be, to live an ever-growing Christian life. Bow down your heads and let us pray. I want you to pray and speak to God and say, Lord, I receive grace to I make a quality decision to grow. I refuse to be a baby. I refuse to be a baby. In any of these areas, four things that we talked about, in any area, in any of these four areas that you feel you are affected, I want you to speak to God and ask him to. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word that has come to us today. We thank you for the revelation on spiritual growth. Thank you for grace to ever be growing. Grace to ever be growing in the spirit. Help us to grow consistently and continuously without fear. Thank you that we will no longer be babes, but we are growing into spiritual maturity and adulthood. Thank you that your word will nurture us, your word will accelerate our progress in our spiritual growth. We thank you and we bless you that it is done. In Jesus' much less name and the saints of God, and amen. amen. God richly bless you for being part of this broadcast. I trust that it's been a blessing to your life. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website, www.faithhousechapel.com, for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. 7 a.m. first service, 8.30 a.m. second service, and 10 a.m. our third service. 
end on Wednesdays for our discovery service at 6 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejekuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa's Runabout, Kumasi. God richly bless you.